Let's indeed bow our hearts to God and commit this time into His hands. I want you to pray two things. One, that indeed the ministration of life by His Spirit, not the letter of the Word, but the Spirit of it, the life of it, will be your experience this afternoon. And that will be what will come forth this afternoon, not my words, not my ideas, but the Word of God indeed. And secondly, that as these words come into your heart, it will find a place to take root and bring forth fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, this is our desire indeed. That today, that the world indeed remembers the gift of your son. Even though some do not understand it. We are here. Cause us, O God, to receive understanding in the name of Jesus. Cause your word to come forth indeed in the name of Jesus. We submit this time into your hands. We ask indeed that you have your way in our midst in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's take a worship song that we, we are familiar with. Just thank him for Jesus. Amen. Thank you, O my Father, for giving us your Son and living your Spirit your work on is Thank you, thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son and living your Spirit your work on Let's take the last verse. Jesus, our Redeemer, name of precious Lamb of God, Messiah, oh, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son and living your Spirit the work on And living your spirit till your work on is done. Amen. You know, you may be seated, please. You know, on a day like this, everyone is thanking God for Jesus. Amen. And what we'll look at in the next if you like, um, half an hour or 45 minutes, is that indeed, what is the victory that Jesus has wrought for us? And how do we appropriate it? That's not the topic, but that's the essence of our message this day. Amen? Jesus has given us what? Victory. Amen? But then, why are we not just enjoying it? Why are we not just relaxed and everything is working fine? <laughs> why is it not easy? That's one of the songs we, we sang, it's not easy. 
Why is it not easy? Amen? Praise the Lord. In the book of Ephesians 6, 12, the scripture tells us that we, we are at war. Our brother said, we are at war. Amen? It says we should rise up when we pray because we are at war. And it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle. Verse 10, if you, if you look at just before then, verse 10 of that chapter 6 says, Finally, my brethren, be what? Be strong. Amen? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen? And the verse 11 says we should do what? Put on the whole armor of God. Otherwise, you cannot survive. He say, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wise or the end. He then gave the reason. Amen? So we see that the Bible says we, 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 we are at war. You should put on the whole armor of God. And if you look at verse 14 to 18, he went on to describe the armor. But that's just the armor. You know, an armor is useless except you use it. <laughs> Amen? We can all be dressed for war. Put on the helmet, the shield, the breastplate. Put on the, the, you know, your, sheet, your feet short with the gospel of preparation of feet, the sword of the spirit. That's all the armor. But then he went on to tell us how to use it in verse 18. Amen? Look at verse 18. He said what? Doing what? Praying always. Amen? That is how to utilize the armor. The armor, that says the weapons of our warfare, they are not what? They are not carnal. So the armor is for war. But we put them to use when we go into war. Amen? And the way we go to war is to do what? Is to pray. Praying always. Always. Not, not, not just this last 30 minutes our brother led us. Not just, you know, on Thursdays. This week is, is very exciting. We're having the victory night. We're having night victory. We're having time of prayer. But we ought to pray always. Amen. Ought always to do what? To pray. Bible says, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, because it is what is a spiritual warfare. It's not, it's not just muttering words. It's led by the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we recognize that prayer is a key experience of the believer. That's the only way we can appropriate the victory that we are we are talking about today. The things that Jesus did on the cross will not be real in the lives of many, except they learn to pray. Amen? Especially us who know Him. We who claim to know Him. That's the starting point. Everybody can pray. We'll see more later. God will listen to people. But we that call upon His name, God has called us to war. Amen? So prayer is vital in our lives. In the book of John 16, Jesus said, let's look at John 16, verse 33. He said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have what? Peace. You know, the world is in turmoil. A lot of people, on a day like this, you see the place is filled. Many people are seeking something. Some will gather just to sit around. Don't necessarily receive it. But it says, in me you might have what? Peace. He says, in the world you shall have what? Tribulation. He says, but be of good cheer. Amen? Be of good cheer. Rejoice. Because I have overcome. Amen? Because I have overcome the world. So the, the, Jesus says there's going to be trouble. I say many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord does what? Delivers him from them all. 
So we have victory in Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. We know that. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. It says, from verse, if you take it from verse 53, just for completeness, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Amen? Oh, death, where is your what? Where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting, the sting of death is what? Is sin. Amen? That's the truth. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us what? The victory. Amen? Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we thank God for what he has done, he has done so much for us. Amen? Jesus died on the cross that the sting of death, which is sin, will be destroyed. Amen? The power of death on our lives, which is sin, it says, Therefore, my beloved, be ye steadfast, always abound in the works of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So there is victory in Jesus. Romans 8, 37, that, that in all these things we are what? We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen? There is victory in Jesus. The song we say says, and he left his spirit for the things that are yet to be done, for the work that he has committed into our life. That work first starts with us. Amen? That we might exercise the victory that Jesus had given unto us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus said in Matthew sixteen nineteen. He said in Matthew sixteen verse nineteen. He left us with many things, but two particular things that I want us to be aware of that he left us with. In verse 19 says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. He said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And wheresoever thou shalt do what? Bind on earth. Shall be bound in heaven. Amen? And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus has invested authority in us. Amen? Whatever we shall bind on earth, the heaven will agree with it. Amen? Whatever we shall release, heaven will, will agree with it. Amen? That is what he has given unto us. In Luke ten nineteen, we find it interesting that the both are in verse 19. In Luke ten nineteen, he says, Behold, I give unto you what? Power. This is to believers. I'm talking to us here now. Amen? Behold, I give unto you what? Power. To tread on what? Serpents and scorpions. You know, when you say serpents and scorpions, it's not talking about vipers and all sorts of snakes around. <laughs> or scorpions. It's talking about what? When say we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen? It's talking about demonic spirits demonic authorities, principalities, and powers. Those are the things he's talking about, not about scorpions. Evil spirits, demonic influences. You say, we shall do what? We shall tread upon them. They are under our feet. Amen? Why? Because I give unto you what? Power. I give unto you power to tread upon them. And in fact, not just them, but all, all, you see, and all the power of the enemy. All the power of the devil, the enemy, the devil. 
who seeks to destroy your life. Amen? He said, all his power, he has given you authority. His power is above his power. Amen? So that's the victory we are celebrating today. He said, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want you to answer that, hallelujah, with assurance. With people who believe what we are saying here. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so that is the basis of what we are going to look into today. So how do we achieve these things? How do we exercise this power? It is in prayers. That says the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous does what? Avails much. Makes power available. That's what we want, you know. Makes the power of God, this power that Jesus has given unto us, the keys of the kingdom, authority over the, over the demonic influences all over the world. It says, when we pray, this power becomes available. Amen? This power is released. Praise the Lord. Prayer, prayer makes things happen. Prayer makes things happen. In other words, things that need to come to pass, things that need to manifest, things that you desire, Prayer makes them come to pass. Amen? And things that don't need to happen, things that need to stop, prayer can stop them. Amen? Praise the Lord. Prayer changes things. Amen? That's why we invest so much in this church on prayers. And we, we, we need to know this and begin to exercise this victory. Praise the Lord. You know, many years back, there was a particular issue I was desiring God for. And to be honest, inside me, I wasn't seeing it. I just said, well, this thing is a desire. I'm not sure it can really happen. <laughs> it looks such a big issue. There were so many reasons why I thought it, should, it, it may not just happen. But then, somebody gave me a gift. And it was just a small, you know, painting. And the, 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 the statement on that painting was, Prayer changes things. And I, as a believer, I didn't quite, you know, it hadn't sunk into my spirit as much as I saw that picture from time to time. Prayer changes things. And I tell you, that raised up faith in me. Amen? I started really believing that God can do what He says. Amen? And today, I can testify that God indeed made it to happen. Amen? Praise the Lord. So no wonder, when the apostles, the, 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 the disciples of Jesus, in the book of Luke chapter 10, they were looking at Jesus and they said, somewhere, I believe it's, um, or it's actually it's Luke 11, yeah, Luke 11. They saw Jesus, they must have realized that Jesus did so much wonders through prayers. All the miracles. He invested so much time in prayers. And the Bible says in verse 11, chapter 1, I mean, chapter 11, verse 1, rather, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, when he stopped praying, I believe his disciples must have been looking at him when he was praying. <laughs> And they were so marveled at the way he was praying. And then one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. Even as John also taught his disciples, Lord, teach us to pray. And that's what we're going to look at today. This, this message is about how the Lord taught his disciples to pray. I believe we too are asking those questions. Lord, teach us to pray. Amen? Lord, teach us to pray. And he went on and he taught them how to pray. I would like to look at the full version of that prayer in Matthew 6. Matthew 6, from verse 9. He taught them also how to pray. The Bible says in verse 9, After this manner, therefore, pray. After this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father, 
which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Verse 10. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive our debts as we forgive others, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, after we've gone through all this talk about how important prayer is, I actually used to think that the Lord's Prayer is just such a simple prayer. Because in my former place of worship, if you like, we used to say it every day. <laughs> we just say it. Eh? You know, we just go through it. Our Father is ritual, standard. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, indeed, when we look at this prayer that the Lord taught His disciples, you will see as we go in the next few you know, sections that it is the prayer. Amen? It is indeed how to pray. Praise the Lord. The first thing, verse 9, that we see, there are some key, key issues, key points that we like to dwell on in this prayer. And that's how the Lord teaches us to pray. That's how He has taught us and that's what the Holy Spirit will continue to expand in our heart as we pray. The first thing is, is what? What's the first two words there? Our Father. Amen? Our what? Father. The first point about the, the, what Jesus was telling the disciples and us is that prayer is an engagement, an encounter, a dialogue with who? Not with God. <laughs> with who? With who? Your Father. Your Father is God. Amen? <laughs> Your Father is God. I don't know how many of us really realize that. You know, if you're a prince, what does it mean? That means your Father is the King. Amen? That's what Jesus said. The Lord, the Almighty, the Creator of the ends of the earth. There is no searching of his understanding. He is almighty. He is so awesome. The Bible says he sits upon the, the, the circle of the earth. And the, the people are what? They are like grasshoppers. Who can, there is no space, time or measure that can, that can define him. He is our father. Amen. That is to whom we call in prayer. You, when we come before God, the Bible says we have come unto God, the judge of all. When we come before heaven, we've come before God, the judge of all. And this God, this King, the King of kings, the Almighty, He is our Father. And the question really for us in prayer, when we approach God in prayer, do we approach Him knowing that we are going to our Father? And is He your Father? You know, today the world is talking about the victory in Jesus. But do we partake? Are we partakers of that covenant? Are we members of his family? Are we upholding our relationship with him? You know, we prayed just a while back that God will help us. That we do not crucify him, deny him. Yeah? Or be ashamed of him. What was the first one again? I forgot. Betray him. We don't betray him. We do not deny him. We do not crucify him. When we do so, we step out of the family. Unfortunately. And then our prayer becomes what? Abomination. That's what it means. That's what the starting point of, our, of prayer, the starting point of effectual prayer, is that it is a prayer that is from the Son to the Father. Amen? Proverbs 15 tells us, Proverbs 15, 8 says, the Lord will not answer the prayer. He does not take delight. He is not interested in the prayer of the wicked.
Let's look at Proverbs 15, verse 8. Say the sacrifice of the wicked is what? Is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the right of the upright is what? Is his delight. Praise the Lord. Somewhere down the same scriptures, verse 29, say the Lord is far from the wicked. <laughs> Very far from the wicked. But he heard the prayer of the what? Of the righteous. Praise the Lord. So, we need to, you know, guide, guard our relationship with Him. And the, the, that, no wonder the scripture says, your heart, the, 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 the playground of all emotions, of all issues of life. We need to do what? We need to guard it. That's where sin manifests. That's where sin plays out. And that's where sin is conceived. So we need to guard our relationship with God. We need, to, we need to, because that is the starting point of everything that He has promised us. Praise the Lord. The question is, it is, how do we know from time to time that we are standing right before Him? How do we know? How do we know? The Spirit of the Son. The Bible says, as many as received Him, He did what? He gave them the power. Amen. To be what? To be sons. So we have the spirit of the son. Amen? In Romans 8, Romans 8 tells us the spirit of the son. You must have the spirit of the son in you. That was in verse 13, for Romans 8, 13, For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we, through the Spirit, do what? Mortify the deeds of the body, we shall live. For as many, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? They are sons of God. Amen? In other words, as many as are not led are not sons. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God is in us. The Spirit of God speaks to us. Amen? The Spirit of God leads us. And which means we must follow Him. Being led means you are following. Amen? Being led means that you are what? You are listening. And that's the Spirit that is in us. The Spirit that bears witness with our spirit that we are sons. It says, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. That Spirit does not allow fear. To operate in us. The spirit of faith. The spirit of the Son. Say, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we can do what? We can cry, Abba, Father. Amen? That's the spirit that helps us to cry, Father, in prayers. That is the spirit that is in us. That confirms to us that we are sons. The spirit itself, verse 16. The spirit itself does what? Bears witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1, 1, 13 says he has given us that spirit. He has given us that same spirit. Verse 13. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after that ye believed, ye were what? Ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. No victorious life without the Spirit. Amen. No victorious Christian living without the operation of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. That's why he said that every prayer, with all prayer and supplication, what? In the Spirit. Praise the Lord. So that's the truth. The Spirit of the Son operating in our lives. We belong to God. We said, we said it today. We belong to Him. Isaiah 43. Let's look at Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, 1 to 3. It says, But now, thus says the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art what? Thou art mine. 
I own you. And we see, if we know that the Lord owns us, you know what it means when somebody owns you? What does it mean? <laughs> it means he decides for you, if you like. It means he takes total authority over you. It means you are in complete dependence on him. It means you cannot just do your thing anyhow. You have to go back to whoever owns you. I remember some time back, I was, I was having an interview, and I was talking with uh, one of our, if you like, managers, global managers, and he said to me, he said, Austin, where, who do you work for? You know, who are, who are your parents, you know? <laughs> I said, he's here in Nigeria. I said, yeah, he's Austin. I have to get permission from them because, you know, we are, we are all owned by somebody. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Even in the structures, he was trying to tell me that, you see, what you are asking for, I need to take permission. They must allow me before I can allow you. That's ownership. And I started thinking, how come these people own me? <laughs> I said, God owns me. <laughs> so I started praying differently. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have to break ownerships. Ownerships that are contrary in your life, that are contrary to the will of God, you have to break them. Amen? We cannot allow anything else to own us. Otherwise, our prayers will not work. <laughs> the relationship will be hindered. Because it's our Father, He owns us. We belong to Him. In verse 8 of Isaiah 41, from verse 20, we can say a lot about his ownership. He said, But thou, Israel, my servant, Jacob, who I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend, I have taken you from the ends of the earth. I have called thee from the chief men thereof. Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. We can read so much about our relationship with God. He said, For I, the Lord, in verse 13, thy God, I will do what? I will uphold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. You see, what God is saying here is that I take care of my own. Because I own you, I take care of you. You are mine. You know, my children, I have responsibility towards them. They are mine. They are my children. I do not I'm the first to stand out for them. Amen? To take care of them. That's what he said concerning Israel. He said, I own thee. And he, has, and he actually put that in words. What does that mean? Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Romans 8.32 that God has given us Jesus. We were thanking him for it just a while ago. The Bible says if he had given us Jesus, he said, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us. He said, how shall he not with him also freely? We don't pay for it. Freely give us what? All things. Freely. Freely give us all things. Praise the Lord. But then how do we, how do we appropriate these things? Again, by maintaining our relationship with Him, by indeed committing our lives to Him. We don't just come to church. You don't get answers just by coming to church. You can get salvation. <laughs> if you are not of Him, you can get salvation. It's only from then on that you can begin to get all the other things. Amen? That's why it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these other things will be added. The starting point starting point is to connect with Him in repentance and in forgiveness and in, and, and in appropriating the, the, the blood that was shed for you. Giving your life unto Him. So if you are here today on this, on this auspicious day that we, we talk about we're celebrating the Son, the victory of the Son, the blood that was shed. If God is speaking to your heart. You need to really take your relationship with Him serious. 
you know, we cannot do one leg in, one leg out. One leg in, one leg out means you are nowhere. <laughs> it means you don't belong. If we really want to be effective in prayer, we have to connect with Him. We have to have the Spirit of Him in us, confirming, witnessing with our spirit that we are what? His sons. The Spirit of Son must be in us. And day by day, we need to renew that relationship. Day by day. Day by day. Even those of us who have started. But say we are not of them that draw what? That draw back to perdition. We are not of them. We must hold on to the end. That is the promise that he has given unto us. And his spirit will keep us unto the end. Praise the Lord. Verse 10. Let's go back to Matthew 6. So the starting point of our prayer is to recognize that indeed is our Father and to acknowledge Him as such. If our hearts condemn us, then we need to make amends. He says, before we go to 10, He says, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen? We need to come unto this our Father in reverence, in worship. We need to come before Him. You see, even we are children, when our children wake up in the morning and they just bump on us and they say, Daddy, give me this, give me that. How do we react? <laughs> you say, Don't you know how to say good morning? <laughs> Praise the Lord. We, we need to engage with God in the morning daily and worship Him. Prayer, before we start saying, give me my daily bread, give me my this and that, we need to come before Him with what? In worship. And if there is unrighteousness in us, we need to repent of it, right? Because our worship, uh, that sacrifice is not acceptable. That's what Romans 12 tells us. That we need to come before him daily, offering unto him a what? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before him. Praise the Lord. That is important in prayer. Every prayer that will receive God's attention must come first from sons. Amen. And they will proceed. They must come with what? With worship. With praise. We need to praise Him. We need to worship Him. We need to restore Him for who He is. Praise the Lord. And then we'll move on to verse 10. Verse 10 is very, very crucial. It said, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Amen? God's will is that his purpose and counsel and his pleasure will be done where? Here on earth, everywhere. And our prayers must align with that. Any prayer that is contrary to that doesn't catch his attention. Amen? Ephesians 1, let's go back to Ephesians 1 again. Ephesians 1 tells us, it says, Verse 11, it says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of who? Of God. Who worketh all things after the counsel of his will, of his own will. All things. All things. That we are born again was his purpose and will, and it caused it to happen. Amen. So when we pray, we need to pray that his kingdom will come. First in our lives and in our community. Every prayer that does not add to that for his purpose and will does not catch his attention. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah 46, the Bible, God says, He says, remember, the, remember this and show yourself men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old. For I am what? I am God. And there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. I declare the end from the beginning. 
And the ancient times, and the ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand. Amen? And I will do all my pleasure. Praise the Lord. I will cause my counsel to stand, and I will do my pleasure. So anything we pray for must align with his counsel and his pleasure. Amen? It must bring him glory. And that's why the Bible says in James that sometimes we ask, we do not receive because we ask what? Amiss. We're not really asking in line with God's counsel. And let me tell you the truth. His counsel includes that you will be blessed. Amen? He said he has given you everything. Why would he withhold anything else from you? He has given you his son. He will give you everything else freely. So let's not think that that means we cannot ask for all the good things we desire. <laughs> it does. But the first point is that it's in line with his what? With his will. With his purpose. With his counsel. That his will will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Praise the Lord. Praying for people to be saved is his will. Amen? Praying for kings and those in authority, the Bible says it is good. God commands it. Praying for your neighbor, your enemy to, 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 to come to, to, to knowledge of Christ, it is good. It is according to his will. Praise the Lord. And all the promises, John 14, 14. John 14, 14, it says, If you ask me anything, I will do what? If you ask me anything, I will do what? I want us to recognize that it is in line with his will. It says, and whatsoever, in verse 13, you shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do what? I will do it. Praise the Lord. And First John 5, 14 says, we have this confidence. We have this confidence that when we ask anything according to his will, he will do what? He will do it. He heareth us. He heareth us. Praise the Lord. It is the Father's will to bless us. The Bible says he has made great and precious promises. In Second Peter, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. He says, according to as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life. Things that pertain to our daily life. God has given them to us all. And to what? And to godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us unto glory and virtue. Whereby, verse 14, whereby are given exceeding great unto us, exceeding great and precious promises, that by this we might be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through love. Amen? So it is the Lord's purpose to bless us. But you know what? The will of God... For us to come into full understanding, to be effective in prayer, the will of God is what? Is His Word. The will of God is expressed in the Word of God. And for us to really be able to pray aright and pray according to His will, we need to study His Word. Amen? We need to take every promise that He has given in this Word. But if you're not even aware of these promises, how? How can you appropriate them? How can you demand an answer? How can you ask him to do what he has said? Praise the Lord. In Joshua 1 8, the Bible says we should do what? We should study the, the word. So this book of the Lord shall not what? Shall not depart out of them. But thou shalt meditate upon it when? Day and night. That thou mayest know to do all that is written there. And then thou shalt have what? Good success. Say, thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I used to think, how, how does just meditating upon the word make me become successful? <laughs> how does it put money in my pocket? I used to wonder. But we know now, because that is the way the will of God is. Amen? It is when we receive the word into our heart. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and what? Hearing by the word. When we begin to meditate upon the word, the truth of the word, builds faith in us, then we can begin to come to God with assurance. Amen? We can ask 
assuredly. Hebrews 5.13 Hebrews 5.13 Hebrews 5 says, For everyone that useth milk is what? Is unskillful in the world. Everyone that useth milk, babies, you know babies <laughs> drink milk. They can't chew bones. It says, he that useth milk is unskillful. We are like babies. If we don't know the word, if we don't study this word, we are like what? We are like babies. He said, but he, he said, is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Because strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age. Not that they are just old, not that they have been Christians for long. He went on to describe what it really means. He said, even those who by what? By reason of use. I don't know what your version says. By reason of use. By what? By practice. People who practice the word of God. People who know the word of God and put it into practice. Joshua 1 says, you shall, faith is built in them. First, they know what God has proposed, what God has said, and they do what? They put it into practice. That's the path to maturity. Amen? That is how we can be giants. That's why we grow in the army. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's why we can go from from, from, soldiers, from ordinary soldiers to generals. Amen? Praise the Lord. It is by reason of use, by practice. That's the part of it. So we know that that is how our effectual fervent prayer operates. Verse 10, if we go back to Matthew 6, it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is heaven. Verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. What Jesus is saying here is that in your prayers, you have every right because you are coming to your father. You ask every right to have your daily bread, right? I mean, my children, every day, if there's no food on the table, they say, Daddy, what's happening? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You have every right to ask. Give. You are not... You are not actually pleading. He has made the provision. God is an all-sufficient God. Amen? He has made the provision. He has made the provision. He has made the provision. He provides for his own. We read in 1 Timothy 6, 17, just to buttress that. 1 Timothy 6, 17. It says, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but, but in who? But in the living God, who giveth us what? All things. How? Richly. To do what? To enjoy. Amen? All that you need. God has made provisions for you. So don't begin to trust in, in wealth. Or look, for, look forward to a rich man. Or begin to, to serve him because of money. Beware of covetousness. God has made all things freely available for us. Praise the Lord. We only need to ask. Some of the problems we, are, we have is that we're, we're trying to accumulate for what? For the future. <laughs> and that can be dangerous. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's a sign of covetousness. He says, give us this day when? Our daily bread. He will do it for today. If he can do it for today, he will do it for tomorrow. We need to trust him. We must be tempted to compromise our relationship because of the bread of the future. God will provide the bread for the future. Amen? He's sufficient unto us every day. Praise the Lord. Sufficient unto the day. Matthew 6, says, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't worry about tomorrow's trouble. Pray for today. God takes us day by day on today. And in fact, it says the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. The path of our, our life shines brighter. As we trust Him day by day, it takes us from grace to grace, from glory to glory. Amen? Praise the Lord. In verse 12, it says, 
Matthew 6, it says, what does it say? Very important in prayer. Very important in prayer. And forgive us our debts. If we have sinned, if we have put, picked up dust, but I say a contract and a broken spirit, the Lord will not despise. Don't let the devil deceive you that your sin has passed over. As long as God grants you grace, please, if God opens your heart or any ill, go to him for what? For forgiveness. But then you must forgive your others as well. Amen? Otherwise, you are not qualified for forgiveness. He says, if you don't forgive your neighbor, you are not qualified for forgiveness and your prayer cannot be answered. Praise the Lord. It's absolutely important. And sometimes, the things that are holding back our prayers is exactly this. Some of us have long-standing old issues. We think time will clean it off. Time will make it just go away. No. Some people have been known to have serious diseases and prayer, prayer, and prayer, and prayer, and nothing happened until they forgave. Praise the Lord. Pray, unforgiveness hurts you more than anything else. Unforgiveness hinders prayers. Praise the Lord. And you don't have to travel far to forgive. <laughs> don't say, okay, when I meet him, you never know whether when you will meet that person. You can make a phone call. Or if I make up your mind to forgive, clear yourself first. And God grants you grace, you, you, share, you, you, you make amends when you meet the person. And restitution, if there's anything that you have done in the past, holding back, you need to give them up. If the Spirit of God is ministering to you, you need to give up this thing. Please don't hesitate. This is very crucial. Jesus Christ says, as we forgive us, forgive those who trespass against us. In verse 15, you will see it later. He went on and, and expanded on that. Praise the Lord. The sin of unforgiveness is a major hindrance to prayer. And then we see the petitions. Verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is a kingdom, the power and the grand. Deliverance. There is a lot we can approach God for. We can approach him for deliverance. If there be any issues, we can approach him for anything we need. We see the examples of, of people. Elijah, the Bible says, Elijah we saw how these people operated this in, this in this model. They were able to do what? To speak to situations. Amen? Jesus Christ says, you shall say to this mountain, be thou what? Be thou removed. God has invested authority in our mouths. We can command things to happen. Amen? John, John 10, 12. Jesus Christ says, what I have done, let's look at John 10, 12. Sorry, just John 14, 12. But let's look at John 10, 12. It says, no, actually, I, yes, it says, the thief commanded not to steal, but to kill, to, to destroy. No, no, that, let's look at Mark. Mark 11. Let's look at Mark. Mark 11, verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be what? Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he, which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Praise the Lord. For whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe, and you shall have them. Praise the Lord. Ezekiel was told, he said, prophesy to the dry bones. And the Bible says, Ezekiel prophesied to the dry bones. And what happened? Dry bones became alive. The Bible said, an exceeding great army was arose unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, how do we put these things into prayer? We can decree a thing. It says, you shall decree a thing and it shall come to pass. We can speak to the elements. <laughs> we can tell, you know, the Bible says, when the children of Israel needed to cross over, Joshua said to the son to stand. And the son did what? Stood. We can speak to the element. Even 
Even things, we can command them to behave. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We need to also have the right attitude in prayer. And one of the right attitudes in prayer is what Jesus described in the book of Luke. If you look further, in Luke 11, that we are reading, it says, For a friend of mine, it says in verse 5, Which of you shall have a friend, shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. He said, My children, my children are with me, and I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, Though the, he will not rise and give him, because he has, because he's his friend, yet because of his what? Importunity. Persistence. We need to have that attitude in prayer. We must learn to be persistent in prayer. Praise the Lord. You keep knocking. Recently somebody was sharing. He said, you keep what? Asking. A-S-K. Ask, seek, and knock. It's with increasing intensity of demand. You ask, you say, Lord, can I have this? The next time, you are really, you are really seeking. The next time, you are what? <laughs> you are banging. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see, when you have such situation, the Lord will answer. Amen? We need, to say, we need to learn to say, not to accept no for an answer. Amen? When you are praying according to God's will, remember the starting point. You are praying according to God's will. You have witness in your spirit that this is, you are asking according to the will of God then you have every right to continue to ask. Praise the Lord. You need to learn to be persistent in prayer. There are so many examples of time will not permit us. The last point is that ultimately, prayer must bring glory to God. Amen? For thine is the glory, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. You can ask God, God, this is for your glory. When you do that, and that is true, the Spirit bear witness with you, you are aligning with God. Amen? And God will cause it to happen. Let's rise up and pray. Today you are going to pray for yourself. I don't know what the Spirit of God has been ministering to you, but you are going to pray for yourself. You pray for your salvation. Pray for the salvation of your family. Pray for anything that is in your heart that is being delayed. Begin to ask God. Say, God, I come in the name of the Lord. I come as a son. And I ask God, this is according to your purpose. This is according to your will. I stand in the place of faith. And I stand on your word. The Bible says Abraham was fully persuaded that what God has said he will do, he is also able to do. And then he was persuaded and he continued believing God for answers. In Jesus' name we pray. Our God and our Father, we want to thank you for expounding your word unto us this afternoon. Father, you have showed us clearly the power of prayer. You have showed us the things that will make our prayer effective. Father, how we pray this afternoon. That your grace will be upon our lives. That number one. Lord, we will have you as our Father. That indeed, Lord, we will belong to no other but to you alone. Father, we pray, let that relationship be established by your grace in every one of our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that every other thing, O God, that will stand to hinder our prayers. Father, we pray this afternoon by your Spirit. Take it away from our lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, that as we go from here, your spirit will help our infirmity. And teach us to pray aright. That Lord, we will do exploits for you in this land, in our lives, everywhere we may be in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your servant that you have used. More of your power and anointing bestow upon him in Jesus' name. Thank you for hearing us. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's share the grace. 
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.